Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. Bicycle hides nothing and threatens nothing. It is what it does. Its form is its function. Pedalling your blues away, and you're tuned to Radio 3CR here in Melbourne, in the Paris of Smith Street. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. And we've got a show coming up this morning. We're going to touch on a couple of the news and events that are happening around Australia and parts close to, excuse me, and um, specifically looking at the... Uh, Ride to the race to the rock, I should say, and also we're looking at if you just put your head outside the window in the last couple of days, you've realised that spring is just about sprung. The daffodils are just slowly turning over their yellow heads. Elm trees have got those little seed pods on them that lorikeets love, and our favourite bird is back in town. Along with me on the tandem. Up the front, doing the steering this morning is Faith. Good morning, Faith. <laughs> Good morning, Val. It is a beautiful day out there, it's actually. It's gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful a little morning light breeze in. for you, north from the north. Whole I, different feeling. It is. Everyone's it just changes. Got that relaxed. All those white legs are on display <laughs> nowadays because they haven't been out for too long, and the cycling paths are jammed. We're going to do a little exercise in. If you've neglected that poor bike of yours and it's been sitting in the shed covering dust, how to give it a quick get ready for your starting of your commuting to work. But otherwise, we'll be pressing on with our favourite part of the show, those little quintessential moments that happen to you when you least expect them. Faith, you were saying before you've got a lot to choose from. (laughs) 
Thanks, Val. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go with the uh, um, just over a week ago I spent a long time pushing my bike six kilometres up a very rocky track. Um, not not completely sure of uh, when we would reach the top and, and well, we, we had an idea where it was meant to be. But um, we hadn't anticipated having to walk the whole six kilometres. So, um, uh, when we did finally get to the top, it was just about to get dark and just before it did, for one, a few brief moments, there was an amazing view of the Great Dividing Range sprinkled with snow and then behind us Mount Buller sprinkled with snow and uh, Mount Feathertop. And uh, I think it was the, the friend I was with who said, I'm not going to say it was worth it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. They still couldn't forget the cloth. <laughs> um, and listen, before I go into my bike moment, that quote from this morning was from um, Stuart Parker. I'm not sure who Stuart Parker is, actually. That was an analogue quote. I must try and have another look to see if I can find him. I'm sitting at uh, one of the sets of traffic lights. Uh, what was it? Church Street, I think, and Hyatt Street, waiting at the red light. And also, you're always in a keen eye looking at the uh, car drivers when the light turns to caution and suddenly the foot goes to the floor and accelerate through that yellow light. About 75 metres before the red light, before the uh, intersection, um, I'm going to say... Um, I'm sure anybody who rides around town knows this trope of cyclist. Uh, I've got a hat on underneath my helmet. I've got a wicker basket. Uh, a little bit, um, I'm going to say, middle-aged, and but riding the bike, skirt on and everything going. Anyway, it must have been about 50 metres before the intersection when the lights changed. I've never seen somebody put the power down so quickly. It was hilarious. <laughs> it actually sprinted straight through straight through the uh, amber light and a huge grin on her face as she rose past. It was lovely. It was one of those minutes to go, ooh, that's a win for the day, isn't it? <laughs> now, there's a fair bit of news going on. We're not going to cover the ride in Spain because we're not up to date on it. Um, There'll be someone who knows much more about it than us. There is too. And um, listen, what uh, I think was raised when we had Sarah Hammond and Jesse Carlson in on the um, show a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's come to fruition very quickly, I might say, organising a ride. They're riding 20 people. Yep, the Race to the Rock. Are riding from Adelaide to Ayers Rock. Uluru. Uluru, sorry. Unsupported, and they won't be climbing it when they get there oh. too. Um, unsupported through some of through some of Australia's inhospitable country. Yeah, it's um, two thousand three hundred kilometres, uh, and uh, as Val said, unsupported for riding from Taylor Square, which they left at six a.m. Saturday morning, um, and twenty competitors, mainly Australians, some New Zealanders, and a Belgian. Gunter. Um, and they've already had some quite challenging uh, conditions, but they will be riding on the Mawson Trail and then the Udnadatta Track. So a lot of quite isolated areas, extreme heat uh, from 
what I've also seen some friends are driving on the Unadatta Trail at the moment are extreme mud. And I think they've already had a bit of that um, and very isolated. So, And relying on yourself for support, you can't get help from anyone that any of the other competitors wouldn't also be able to access. So mm-hmm. it's at the few um, towns you go through. Um, I was going to say there's not much between Marie and Fink. There's not like you can pull over and get a quarter pounder and no. and double how much, up on the chips. How much water do you have to carry uh. if you're riding – the way they do. Um, and it will, like uh, the Trans Am race, where um, everyone was following the purple dot <laughs> and everyone's now fully developed their, their love of tracking, uh, you will be able, you can actually track them all live. Um, so a quick check-in revealed just before we went to air that uh, Jesse is at, in the lead at the moment. Um I didn't get a chance to check how far they've ridden, but according to Will Hartnett's race report last night at 11pm, Jesse had done 670 kilometres, so that's in two days. Just outside of Hawker, I think I've just gone through Hawker this morning. It's interesting, I found, you know, following it, looking at the tracker, sometimes you don't realise how desolate that country is, actually. I'm not sure how old the satellite map is, and obviously with... uh, the recent rain, things will change there a little bit. But it is one of those stages of hell out there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a real uh, challenge. So it'll be interesting to watch it unfold. Um, and if you do want to, I'll, pu- I'll put the link up with the podcast, but um, there is a hub page on Cycling Tips in their new Velo Club where there's daily video diaries um, and race reports and photos and also a link through to the tracker. So um, if you can't wait, go to the Cycling Tips under the Adventure tab. You'll find uh, an article about it with some links in there. Yeah, and plenty to look at in there as well. Yeah. Now, Faith, what are we doing about St Kilda Road? St Kilda Road, there's... um... (laughs) We're getting rid of the magpies in St Kilda Road. Look, there's... uh... Another proposal, or they're they're going to the next stage with the ideas about um, building five kilometres of separated bike lanes along St Kilda Road. That's something that the City of Port Phillip and the City of Melbourne have been very keen on for a long time, but it requires City of Stonington to get on board. Um, So Vic Roads are now running a consultation process and uh, because St Kilda Road, for those who haven't um, heard, is... One, it is the worst road in the state for bicycle collisions involving car doors yep. and dooring. Um, the regional director of Vic Roads, Vince Panaro, said there are 3,000 cyclists travelling along St Kilda Road each day um, and it has an astonishingly high number of accidents. So there's going to be four community information sessions. Uh, They want to hear from people who use St Kilda Road about what changes they can make to improve safety for cyclists and pedestrians. And it's leapfrogging on from a study developed in consultation with the City of Melbourne and Port Phillip. So the sessions are... um, I've just realised over... (laughs) 
have your say in a retrospective way. In a retrospective way. I'll put a link up for where you can find some more information about that. <laughs> and it's actually it's a, um, one of the... Um, one of the things that need to be done, actually, if you're going to turn Melbourne into any sort of modern 21st century um, city, that is one of the real bike routes. And as Faith is saying, it does have an exceptionally high car door incidence. Then from out of the city, the escape is not too bad, but that bit along towards the main road and the rest of it along there yeah. is pretty horrific. And there's two proposals. There's uh, one has separated bike lanes where you would traditionally put them on the edges uh, next to the pavement and the other proposal is to have them down the centre. And it's interesting because where St Kilda Road differs to many of the main um, heavy traffic roads that you saw separated lanes on um, when I lived in the Netherlands is that there's a very high number of driveways accessing car parks yep. under those commercial buildings. So that makes a separated lane close to the pedestrian uh, area quite problematic. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's an issue that's been raised with some sections of the Latrobe Street bike path yep. um, where you have pe- high-volume car parks or even, you know, if the volume's concentrated around certain times of the day. It tends to be the times of the day you also have high number of yeah. cyclists. So maybe it is a good idea to look at, uh, yeah, having those lanes in the centre, um, away from all that uh, car, car traffic. Yeah. yeah, and I mean the obvious thing is everybody's now starting to realise with separated lanes is in some cases all you're doing is pushing the accident zone to where everybody does a left turn. Or if yep. you ride Latrobe Street enough, you'll realise that a car exiting those car parks can't see where, how he's going to enter the traffic until he's over the bike lane and waiting for a gap in the traffic yep. to turn left. So it has all different sort of complications. Well, they're design issues. And, you know, in a country with well-established um, bike lanes, separated lanes, you, the left turn isn't an issue because the street you're turning left into also has a lane. So yeah. you're you're still separated Hated. at that yeah. turning point. Um, and it's because here we don't tend to finish off the intersections. That's yeah. the, the point where everyone goes, oh, we don't want to, you know, interfere with car flow. So yeah. let's just abandon the rider there and hope they get to the other side. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's, yeah, you would rarely get a situation in the Netherlands where you had that high volume of car parks yeah. along and I think this is obviously the way we're going to go. Uh, you know, after watching Yarra Council, everybody else, we're now committed to separated bike lanes, which is a good thing. But you're not going to put a separated bike lane on Holdall Street. <laughs> way, so um, the other sort of big project that's easing into uh, the early stages is uh, a lot of streamlining on Hoddle Street and this will affect Swan Street, Brunton Avenue, Johnson Street, all sorts of uh, um, areas where cyclists may or may not be crossing over, um, maybe even hoping to be able to access parts of Hoddle Street in some way. Um, So there are uh, design ideas online that um, you can have a look at and you can do that at the Vic Roads website vicroads.vic.gov.au and on Tuesday 
tomorrow night or tomorrow at noon, Vic Roads will be hosting a live online event. Um, so you, that's where you can jump online and uh, join the conversation about the design ideas, how they're going to work for different users. And I think it would be really good to get lots of cyclists input there. It'll be 30 to 40 minutes live. They'll explain how they develop the current concepts and invite you to submit your questions about those concepts. So it'd be good if you had a look at the plans before that event. Um, so I'll put the link up with the podcast or you can go to vicroads.vic.gov.au and take a look if you can't wait. Yes, one of those insolvable traffic problems in yes. Melbourne. I must admit I'm, um, I'm still astonished sometimes when I cross Hoddle Street in the morning at, say, about 9 o'clock and invariably I see somebody riding south on a bike in three lanes of traffic. I find it hard to believe that somebody had put themselves in that <laughs> position. But, it's well, it's it's not too bad before there because you've got a bus yeah, lane yeah. which no cars go into. So you can you can get along Hoddle Street from, um, you know, the gardens up in Clifton, say from Clifton Hill Station all the way through to where that bus lane runs out and then time to get off, yeah. I think. Unless you get a bus behind you. True, <laughs> or you got one in front of you breathing that beautiful, yes, clean mountain air. <laughs> We're going to be back with a little bit of spring bicycle maintenance just after. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. And you're back on Yarrabug Radio Show here at 3CR. Streaming, podcast, or listening on the tranny in the kitchen this morning. Now, when the rains came three or four months ago, you put that little bike whether it be blue or red, back into the shed and said, after getting your shoes saturated on that ride home from the city, I'm not riding till I can wear shorts and it's nice and clean. So you drag the bike out. What do you do, Faith? (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? What do you do? What's the first thing you should look at on your bike? Well, I don't know. A person riding a bicycle is the most efficient no, we know an efficient animal on the earth. But to maintain that efficiency, your bike needs a little love and care. You can take down to your friendly bike shop, but why pay them to have all the fun? Here are a few simple steps you can take to keep your bike in good order. There's somebody trying to get hold of me, but I'm not going to at the moment. <laughs> so... I'm going to go through uh, this is a 15-point check pain, but we'll, we'll skim through them a little bit. So once you put your bike away a couple of months ago, what's happened lately is that every week that goes by, 
those valves just leak a little bit of air or it just pops out of the in between the rubber molecules and escapes back to where it wants to belong. So the first thing you do is you've got to pump up those tyres because they will be deflated over winter. The easiest way to do this is if you've got a floor pump or why don't we put it this way? Grope your tyres regularly. By keeping your tyres at the correct pressure, you will lessen the chance of a puncture and damage to your rims. The wall of your tyre will have the recommended PSI written on it, and if you're very modern, it should have an atmospheric pressure as well. The best way to add air is with a track pump, i.e. you know one of those floor pumps that you can use. For those wishing to have some ripped muscular definition, you can use a hand pump too. For the muscularly challenge, you can go t- to the service station. No, we're going to skip that bit because <laughs> of the service station. Oh, no, it's quite right. As a result, you may explode your tyre. But anyway, <laughs> that's a little bit irritating when you go to the, go to the service station. Your tyres, your you should know what sort of valves you have. The pump attachment will work properly. Check your tyres for balding, cuts, embedded objects or damage to the sidewall piece of glass can work its way through the tyre and puncture a tube in a couple of weeks after being run over. Those two thin black balloons are the only thing standing between you and the road. Replace them when necessary. That means if you lose your little bit of faith in the more you've had two punches in a month, time to say goodbye to the tyre. Another cheap way to uh, check the inflation on your tyre, always it's a little bit old-fashioned, I know this, Lift the front end of the bike up six or eight inches from the ground, drop it, see how much it bounces. Now, with at least enough pressure to protect you from punches, the tyre, the bike will bounce back a bit. If it hits the ground like a dead cat, doesn't come back, it's, you need to pump a little bit of air in it. Not everybody has pressure valves, and it's, I mean pressure gauges, and it's hard sometimes to check the exact pressure. Give the, rim, give the wheels a little bit of a spin. Check the uh, rims. Not a bad idea to give these a bit of a clean now since you put it away dirty from that last ride <laughs> in the rain and you not bother to clean it. A little bit of um, detergent and a green scour can clean up the rims a little bit, make them clean. While you're there, check the brake pads. Do they come on? Do they go off? Are they equidistant from the rim? Is there anything stuck in the rim that makes a funny noise when you put the brakes on? Maybe you should investigate your brake pads. Um, where are we up to? Hubs. And the other thing that sometimes it's a little bit like boiling a fo- frog hubs. Nobody will notice it until it's actually reached a catastrophic phase. Keep an eye on them. The easiest way to check whether your hubs are still in good condition, spinning easy and not too tight is see if you can laterally move the rim backwards and forwards in opposite direction to the way the wheel spins. If you've got a little bit of play, that means that your hubs are a little bit loose and probably need a little bit of attention. If you lift the back of the front wheel off the bike and try and spin the wheel and it doesn't turn free as a bird, check that the brake's not rubbing the rim, otherwise your hubs might be a little bit too tight. Where are we up to? (laughs) (laughs) prepare your raincoat squeeze the brakes make sure they're working we've gone through this the trick is to make sure they come on come off 
make sure that the lever doesn't touch the handlebars and you still haven't depressed the brakes hard enough. As a general guide, there's usually a flat uh, spot on the lever, on your brake lever, these are flat bar levers. Where that flat spot is parallel to the handlebar, the brakes should be fully engaged. At least, you know, when that car door pops open and St Kilda Road, you've got a chance of stopping. The other things to check is, if you can, run through all the gears. See that you've got every gear, that the change is quick, reliable and stay there. Make sure there are no kinks or fraying in the cables, and if you have to, replace them. Now, chains usually last a dedicated time. Depends how much you look after it. If you left it in the shed for a while, a little bit of chain lube would be welcome. You might need to clean it. Might need to clean Put it Put it in too. there wet and all that gunk and dust is stuck to it. And... Yep, and I can't even imagine what it's in the derailleur pulleys. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Give it a give it a clean. Get rid of all get rid of um, all that. Easiest way to clean a chain is if you can put a bike somewhere where you can backpedal. You've got a decent chain. All chain loops have got solvents in them, so if you go drip 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 on every roller, spin it backwards for a while, get a rag, then wipe off the excess. If you put your bike away in a particularly dirty manner, I'm looking at you or cyclocross people. <laughs> Um, you maybe have to do it twice. The other trick with this is actually get the lubing done, then go for a five-minute ride or ten-minute ride, come back and wipe the excess off. It's much better to have the lube inside the chain, not on the outside. A lot of people will ask, when do I lube the chain? It's like, when do I water a pot? If I can hear the chain, it needs a bit of work. Give the bike a wipe down, polish the chrome, Put the spoky dokes back on, get your raincoat out and prepare for Melbourne spring. I'll see you on Napier Street. <laughs> that was a pretty short, a brief version. The idea is get the bike out. Yeah, it's time. the tyres. It's time. It's time. Events. Events. And, uh, yeah, things didn't slow down that much uh, this winter, but... Um, they are starting to get that spring feeling. Um, there's starting to be a bit more on. So kicking off on Friday, this September the 16th, is the Spring Full Moon Ride, and you can find all the details for that at bikefun.org. Then on the 17th of September is the Melbourne Bicycle Market at the Rooftop Car Park. That's from 7 to 11 a.m., a swap meet, and you can find all the details for that at fixo.com. And then coming up on September the 18th, it's going to be a busy weekend, uh, is the last in the City of Yarra series of pushy women confidence training for women. So if you have taken your bike out of the shed and pumped up the tyres and checked that the chain's running, but it's been a while since you ride or you never really got on, into riding on the busier roads and you're not sure, you can go to the Pushy Women training session at uh, Fitzroy High School and spend a couple of hours building up your confidence and learning some tips and tricks for navigating the roads around Yarra and the city of Melbourne. And you can register for that at thesqueakywheel.com.au. And having a ride buddy and going for a ride in a group of people can actually change the way people ride bikes a lot. Yeah. I've got a couple of... 
people who are my age have taken up city cycling again or whether to work or go to films or go to coffee and all of them will say when I've got somebody else to ride with or I ride in a group I've become much more confident I'm actually much better prepared for what might happen so if you're a little bit um, you need a little bit more self-insurance self-assurance Riding in groups is great and yeah. you pick up a lot of tips. And we see it all the time. People come up to us after the sessions and, and they're, they're just like, you know, now I've ridden there, I know how to handle that bit near my house, now I've done this, I know how to do this and it makes a huge difference. And that's all we have time for today. Uh, 3CR is a community radio station that depends on the support of its listeners. All the announcers here are volunteers uh, if you could support us by making a donation or subscribing to the station, you can do that at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.